Hey everyone, RJ here. With St. Patrick's Day around the corner, we urge you to remember to please drink responsibly, not just on the holiday, but every day. Just because a character in a fictional story drives a vehicle while intoxicated doesn't mean you should. Don't drink and drive. It makes sure you either have reliable transportation home or that you will be somewhere that you can stay until you are sober. Thank you. Our story today begins on the continent of Vasanoka in the northern region of Sana. We will be telling the story of St. Sana's death. Years ago, there was no Sana. No river valley, no grass, vegetation, or light. There was only the northern wasteland. Legend says that red fire dragons scorched the land and made vast breeding grounds. They tunneled deep into the ground, spewing fire as they went, turning the land hot and the depths moved. The cunning dragons enslaved those of the land. The weaker races couldn't survive. Those few who did, the halflings, gnomes, and dwarves, were cursed to a life of eternal pain. Till one day, when their savior arrived. As the sun rose over the northern coasts, a wall of light was cast down upon the land. Below the mighty light, a wall of water, taller than the grandfather trees of the Murdoch forest, began moving onto the land. The unsuspecting dragons flushed into their caves, and as the land cooled, they were forever trapped in their dens to rot. But the locals of the land were not forgotten. For as the water came flowing in, a powerful and quick water sprite came and plucked the population of the land from their suspecting depths. Sprite put the dragon's former slave safely above the water in a giant magical bubble. As the water level decreased, the new citizens of Sana no longer saw a wasteland, but rather a living paradise. A great river split the land in two, and on the coast, the mouth of the river, the survivors found a young, beautiful water sprite. She told them that she had saw what the dragons had done to them and the land. She begged her elder sprite to let her intervene, but he would not allow it. So, acting out of anger to her kind's rules and love for the mortals, she unleashed her power on the land. Shortly after speaking with the masses, the water below her turned dark and pulled her in. The water spoke. Son, you were a most scared and broke our blue line to save these terrible beings. Sent to love and so you be forever cursed to live among them. To die and be born again, mortal for eternity. The locals, terrified by the spectacle before them, said goodbye reluctantly to their savior. That night, as the survivors celebrated their lives, a human girl with black hair covered head-to-toe in water stumbled into camp. She yelled out, It is I, Sana, and I ha have only one wish, to experience the joys of mortality. Night turned into day, they drank, laughed, and played music, and were happy. A week after their party began, it was concluded, for on that day, in the days after the summer solstice, they were forever known as Saint Sons.
So, our four adventurers, Leon, Jeff, Alabaster, and Thomas, find themselves on a sunny, beautiful day of St. Sana's in a tavern on the Sana River at the port city of Tilios. They find themselves in a pub, in a pub, pub. (laughs) They find themselves in a pub at the bar, drinking to their heart's content, celebrating what Sana stood for. Hey, everybody, how about a toast for St. Sana? All right. St. Sana. Here's St. Sana. Listen, I'm just here for the free booze. All right. Sir, who said anything about free booze? <coughs> I said something about that, to which I would like to bring up. My background is uh, the variation on the sailor pirate, meaning that instead of the whatever the thing where you can use comment or whatever, via the vessels, instead I have bad reputation. When in a civilized settlement can get away with minor criminal offenses, such as refusing to pay for food, at a tavern or breaking down doors at a local shop. It's uh, because my bad reputation precedes me, and so I they, they, I can get away with minor infractions and no one will report me. So you don't give a damn about your bad reputation? Nope. Sir, the drinks are half off today. I believe you can pay the price. I believe. I don't need to pay anything. Uh, Come on, buddy, you don't gotta start a scene. Please, sir, don't make me kick you out of my fine establishment on St. Sana's Day. How tall is this, uh, the keep? This is a, uh, a tall, well-built man. Okay, how tall? Like seven foot. Fuck. <laughs> how tall are you there, buddy? Six foot. I didn't think, you said we were in a land of gnomes and shit. I didn't think I'd be dealing with a seven <laughs> foot tall dude. No, I'm the halfling here, okay? You said this land is infested with them. Yeah, the I mean, this is like this infested is a port wasn't city. exactly the word he said, but but all right. Well, they, my hired, guy they hired a bouncer. Fun. He's gonna he's gonna get up and pull out his great axe. Listen, my friend, it's not cool to do this on Saint Sauna's Day. Come on, man. <laughs> Come and on, also, bro. I'd like to point out, I have rustic hospitality. Oh God! Oh, you fucking folk hero, you! <laughs> <laughs> I'm a folk hero. You're a folk hero? Yes. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I was gonna do this before we started the session, but I would like to hear all of your guys' backstories real quick. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll, I, I guess I'll start with mine. Uh, my character's name is Jeff Drunkle. He has lived in the area of Tilios most of his life. Um, he's really been a a hero of the region. He's, you know. Basically, he's the one that they call upon if they need uh, need help clearing out any sort of dangers that have come into town. And as such, he's uh, developed a lot of goodwill with the townspeople, which has come to be sort of his defining character trait, I guess. Kind of his badge of honor is how well-regarded he is in the community. And you're a... I am a uh, mountain dwarf. A mountain dwarf. Where do you preside from? Uh, Jeff is initially from Nodak. Um, he's from kind of the western part of Nodak where the mountain range is. But very early in his life, he moved to Sana. Yeah, you're from the Pala Mountains. Is yes. This, is this, this is the map from his campaign. The map from your campaign? Yeah. I didn't know that when we That's started. That's what so. I was trying to figure out. I was like, so, hey, hold yes. on, are we on that continent? 
Sweet yeah, Park. so okay. even though even though he's from there, uh, he's basically lived most of his life in and around this town. His parents moved here when he was very young. Okay. Next up is Leon McJenkins. What's up? Yeah, Leon McJenkins is a halfling, um, subrace, a stout halfling, who are supposedly related to dwarves. His backstory is he was born and raised in the Sano River Valley near Tilios, and he was tutored by a tribe of monks whom his family was indebted to after they gave them sanctuary from a band of thieves that were roving through the valley. He aspires to be as selfless as the monks that saved them, enjoying life to the fullest, defending the forest in which he lives. There's no forest. Fine, change it to valley. I wrote forest for some like a grass, reason. Like a vast grassland and like tons of crops. Okay. Like, lots of farming. So you're a dwarf. I am a halfling. Staff you're a dwarf what? I'm a mountain dwarf. Yeah, but what's your rate? Or your class? Oh, yeah. I should probably oh, said that. I am. I know, you're a monk. Yeah. I am a uh, cleric. He's a drunk-ass cleric. All right. Uh, next, Thomas Waterdale. Wait, how did you say the last name? Watergale? Watergale? Gill. G-I-double-L? Oh. G-I-double-G-U-R. Nope, that's okay. not. Yeah, no. <clears throat> My character's name is Thomas Watergill. He is from across the sea. So, he is a pirate and has landed on this continent with his pirate crew. I'm not saying he's a captain, but like that's the crew that he's with. He is a water... Genasi. He's got green skin and red-orange hair. There's my St. Patrick's Day thing. His eyes are sea blue. Uh, anyways, he is a barbarian, and he's not really a people person, and basically just is looking for as much money as he can get gold and things. Okay. And Alistair Talon. Do you know what's your backstory? Alavaster? Alavaster, not Alistair. Alavaster is, um... He's been a traveling gladiator. He's a high elf. He's been, he's taken quite a bit of time as a mercenary traveling around, just walking the land. Uh, some might call him a bum, but he's had quite a few life experiences. And warlock, yes? Yes, he is a warlock, he, which means he does have a pact with the demon. Um, some might say people grow to become friends with their demons over time. Yeah. Never know. Okay. And this is one of those cases, but literally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sounds good. So as Thomas sits back down as his bartender kind of tells him, hey, I'm going to be generous, but not that generous, he goes to tend to another customer on the bar. And are you guys all sitting at the bar, or are you guys sitting around the pub? Leon's sitting at the bar. Okay. Thomas is at the bar. Okay. And I know, I know that uh, Jeff is at the bar. Is Alavaster. Yeah, Alavaster's going to sit at the bar. All right. So you guys all see Thomas kind of try and finagle his way out of not paying. Um, and then begrudgingly sits back down. For now. For now. Not for now. The bartender then walks over to Jeff and puts on a drink. This one's on the house, Jeff. Hey, thanks. I, I appreciate it. Of course, St. Sonnet's Day is a day of giving. Uh, you know, there's you know, there's always more room for mortal enjoyment. Of course, of course. Hey, listen, are you, uh, 
Are you coming to that fundraiser for the orphanage next week? Of course, I wouldn't miss it. Alright, man, I'll see you there. And you, sir, directing his attention at Alabaster, I don't believe I've seen you around before. I've, uh, been traveling around quite a bit. Been in a couple towns, and mostly, like the wind, I kind of pass on through. But happy St. Sana's Day, uh, what troubles you, or what brings you brightness today? Well, today is St. Sana's Day. What isn't there to enjoy? Well, we get Peace this... Peace and quiet. Excuse me, sir. I was just trying to comment on how we get this beautiful land, and we all we all owe it to, to Sana. Do you not agree? Well, it's each man can manifest his own destiny. Of course. Sana merely uh, acted at a crucial point in the history of the turning of the world. New era. Of course, of course. As this commentary is going on inside the bar, suddenly the four of you hear a loud noise. It sounds almost like an explosion, something going off in the distance. What was that? No idea. I think we should check her out. Yeah, better uh, make sure there's not another dragon coming into town or some such business. Ooh, that would be fun. Would you fellows like to accompany me to check this out? Not really. Hell yeah. All right, well, you can fuck clean off. The rest of you, <laughs> come on with me. You know what? Just for that, I'm going to show you up. What is it with you and your fucking genasis with attitudes? So the four of you push your way out. Minus Alabaster. He just continues to sit there and have a drink. Okay, so I guess the three of us go out. The three of you go out. Uh, you have to push your way out because it seems that everyone in town has also heard this sound and has all gone outside to see what uh, all this commotion is about. So as you can imagine, suddenly the streets are flooded with people pushing out trying to see what's going on. A, a police officer of sorts gets on top of a barrel that is next to the side of a building and starts yelling directions at people and telling people that everything's going to be okay and... You know, just to go back inside, it's um, something down the river. It's nothing to worry about. Most of the people start to file back in. Most of them fairly impaired at this point on St. Sana's Day and uh, don't have much of a mind to really even care about this much more than that. Uh, do you have a name for this officer? Uh, this officer's name is Roger. Hey, hey, Marty Roger. Uh, yes? Roger, what's going on, man? Oh, like I said, there's just an explosion down the river. Uh, nothing to worry about. Hey, Ro Roger, come on, it's it's me. Uh, uh, come on, what what's going on here? Do do I do we need to send a party out? What what's going on? Uh, okay, Jeff. Um, there's there's a meeting being held uh, in an hour at the town hall. If you want to come, I'm sure they'll be happy to have you. All right, man. I'll uh, I'll try to get a group together. If something something underhanded's going on, it'd be best if I could get some people out there and uh, you know just kind of deal with the problem. Of course, Jeff. You've done such a good job of keeping us safe. Uh, we are always happy to have you. Hey, no, listen. You do a great job keeping the town oh, safe. Oh, stop it. No, uh, I mean it. I mean it. You you do a great job. Well, I, I don't know if I already mentioned it, but um. I heard about an explosion coming out of the ground. 
Yeah, you did mention it, dude, but it's cool. You know what? You're doing great. I'll be there at the meeting. Thanks, man. Okay, see ya, Jeff. Hey, uh, hey, you guys, you wanna, you wanna come to this meeting with me? It looks like there might be some, some bad stuff going on. Sounds like fun. <laughs> sure. Are there drinks? You know Do what, man? You know what, man? Any meeting I show up at, I can guarantee there'll be drinks. As far as getting paid, you know, I mean, if fame and glory isn't enough for you, I'm sure we can work something out. Uh, yeah. I don't care about being famous. I just want my money. Well, it's not a very, uh, very cool attitude, dude, but I'm sure we can figure something out. Well, I hope so. Hey, do you guys remember that, that guy back in the, in the pub? You want to bring him along on this? You know, he, he really seemed like he, like he maybe has seen some action before. I think we might need him if some, some fighting shows up. Sounds like a plan. Let's go, uh, let's go see if we can get him to come along with us. Alright, the three of you walk back towards the pub and push open the doors to find Alabaster sitting at the bar, putting down yet another stout. Hey, Bob, you want to join us? Uh, depends. What's in it for me? Fun. Lots of fun. What's fun to you? Violence. I, I personally enjoy gambling whores and heavy liqueurs. <laughs> and rhyming, apparently. Uh, I've been cursed with it since I was young. <laughs> you you like to gamble, huh? Yeah. Alright then, let's, uh... How, how about a gamble? If you can guess... How many times I've saved this town, I'll pick up your bar tab for a month. Otherwise, you join us and help save the town again. What do you say? Well, where's the gamble in that? It's just guessing a number. That's literally gambling. No, that's just a shot in the dark. The only only difference is you don't get money. The true gamble is in a wager or a bet. Well, what do you suggest, then? Well, I bet if you don't get your ass off that counter, I'll whoop it. Welcome to step over here and try. You know uh, what? All right, I don't then. get money from it. I'll pass. All right, then, but li- listen, I don't think I caught your name before. Alavaster. All right, Alavaster. You say you like to drink and you like the women, right? I do. All right. And occasionally they like me back. Well, here's the deal, man. I've saved this town, like, a lot, okay? And I basically drink here for free. And on top of that, and he he just kind of gestures around the room, basically all the women here love me. Um, so Sounds like uh, you're telling me I need to find a new town. Well, here's the deal. The members of my, uh... We'll call it an entourage, man. Uh, they, they kinda, you know, they kinda, you know, get that same sort of privilege. And, uh, I, you know, I, all I can say is you come with us and help us save the town. Uh, you're for sure gonna get the, what you're looking for, if you know what I mean, man. Are you building a mafia? <laughs> now nah, you know i i like to uh i like to think of myself as just a uh a a, con- a concerned citizen if you know what i'm saying as in you're concerned with the well-being of the community 
So uh, then Jeff's going to lean over and he whispers in Alabaster's ear uh, how many times he's uh, gotten uh, rewarded with, we'll say, female companionship after saving the town. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're definitely uh, living your best life, aren't you? Hey, man, all I'm saying is I- I'd love if you would uh, would accompany us. You seem like you know how to swing a sword, if you know what I mean. And uh, I, uh, you know, I think we could use somebody like that. Well, to be honest, I've just seen quite a lot of action in my time. All right, roll a... <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this was going nowhere. Persuasion check. Harrison, roll persuasion check. That's a 22 for me. Yeah, so, um, Alabaster is listening to Jeff's sweet, sweet words, and he feels as though he just has to come along on this journey. Like, if he doesn't, he's going to be missing out on the adventure of a lifetime. Not sure why I'm suddenly compelled by adventure, but I feel I should join these fellows. All right. Awesome. Well, we better uh, we better hurry over to the uh, the town hall. I think the meeting's about to start soon. Let's go. Hey, uh, hey, Jimmy, go ahead and put this this guy's drinks on my tab. I'll uh, I'll take care of it next time I'm in. Um, Jeff, the name's the name's James, but yes, <laughs> I will. Thank you. All right, the four of you rush out of the bar and make your way, led by Jeff, who knows the town quite well. Down the road and find yourself at City Hall. You see a large uh, gathering of enforcement officers and um, and people uh, of the sorts. You see a few people that would be the politicians and rule makers of the land all kind of gathering in on this area. You guys make your way in and as you do, people are filing in and the mayor of the town who is a, a rather short gnome. Even for norm, for gnomes, he's uh, quite diminutive in, in stature. Yeah, this um, is named Norm. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> <laughs> he went and had his name changed in the past five minutes. So Norm, the mayor of Tilios, is uh, <laughs> Norm the gnome. Hey, everyone, come on now, get inside. What's all the noise? Oh, Get's- excuse me, sir. Just wait a minute. Uh, people keep filing in. Finally, that you hear the the back doors close. I don't feel very comfortable enclosed in a room with a bunch of law enforcement. Okay, so um, I'm here to tell you about what's happening uh down the river. Uh, so you remember how uh, dragons used to live here? Well, yeah. Well, um, uh, people think that maybe they're blasting out. Bullshit. And, and uh, oh, excuse me, sir. I'm sorry. Uh. So, uh, if you could, uh, if any of you are, are willing to go, I'm looking for, uh, about five or four people that would be willing to go on this dangerous expedition. No need, Mayor. I've, uh, I've already got a, a team assembled and we're ready to go. I'm fully committed to defending this town against any, uh, any evils that might come up, you know what I'm saying? Let's- oh, Jeff! And he starts clapping and... The room fills with, with applause. Oh, you're always so, so happy to help around here. Thank you. Yes. Th- thank you, everyone. Listen, I've, uh, 
I've got this team put together. I I assembled these fine gentlemen, and we're uh we're we're ready to go uh down the river and find out what's going on down there. We're getting paid for this, right? Oh, uh, you you look like a yes. <laughs> <laughs> There was no need for an intimidation. It, it may be some crops, but you can sell them on your on your own time. Let's get her done. So long, Mayor. We'll see you in a couple hours, I'm sure. It shouldn't take me much too long to whip oh. these old dragons into shape. Of course, of course. Get a load of this guy. Bye, everybody. He's quite the confident bugger, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess this small party of four... Gets up from their seats and lets the politicians do what politicians will do is they are on their way to find the evil in the land and extinguish it. Being a nerd as an adult can be difficult. Life gets a little busy to constantly be staying up to date with nerd culture. Let's see, there's work, life, bills, stress, relationships, kids. So you wish you could just turn something on during your hectic life that would keep you up to date at the push of a button. Look no farther than the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Tyler. Here on the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, we enlighten, educate, and entertain with all things nerd. We discuss, debate, and break it down on what's going on in nerd culture from the past, present, and future. And you know the cool part? We're 30! So we bring it to you in a less hectic way and easily accessible through your favorite podcast platform. But no worries, you don't have to be 30 to enjoy the show. So relax and keep up to date with us as we bring you nerd news you need to know, but don't have time to go searching for. So come nerd out with us as a 30 and Nerdy podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you cast your pod. Cheers to you, nerds. Top of the morning, or afternoon, or evening, or night. Whatever time it is when you're listening to this, RJ here hoping that you're enjoying the first part of our St. Sauna's Day special inspired by St. Patrick's Day, obviously. The next episode is going to be the second part of the special, after which we will be back to the return of Ornon and the Vasanoka Adventures alternating release schedule, starting with episode 21 of the Return of Ornon campaign. Apologies to those of you who expected to have Ornan 21 as the next episode instead of this. I ended up getting hit with a lot of presentation assignments for my college classes in February and had to put the podcast on the back burner for a hot second. And because I wanted to get the St. Sauna specials out this month because of St. Patrick's Day, that pushed Ornan 21 back a little bit. If you're enjoying our podcast and aren't already, please consider subscribing and leaving a review, whether over on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. And if you know anyone else you think would like the show, be sure to share it with them. We're available on many platforms, including the aforementioned Apple Podcasts and Podchaser, as well as on Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, Stitcher, CastBox, your Alexa and Echo devices, and we're slowly making our way back to YouTube and eventually back to Twitch. Speaking of Twitch, we still need to become an affiliate to be able to upload the podcast episodes to the platform like we're doing on YouTube, and as of recording this, the channel still needs 38 more followers to reach that. Any help would be appreciated. You can find us at twitch.tv 
slash realmsnerds, R-E-A-L-M-S-N-E-R-D-S. You can find us on several social media platforms, including on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We also have just opened up a Discord group for Realms and Nerds and our other projects under our Homebrew Entertainment brand. Uh, the group name is Homebrew Entertainment. When you make a post on social media about our podcast, be sure to include the hashtag RealmsNerds, R-E-A-L-M-S-N-E-R-D-S, and be sure to tag us in the post if we're on that social media platform. Thank you to our friend Kyle for composing our main theme, and thank you to all of you for listening to our podcast. Now let's get back into part one of the St. Sauna's Day special. I'm Harrison. And I'm Jordan. And, and we're, we're the, the Grief Radio, Radio Podcast. Podcast. Do you want to listen to the number one gaming podcast on Podchaser? Of, of course, course you, you do. do. Wait, wait. Is that us? Did you check that? There's comedy, gaming, and movies. Join us every Wednesday on the Grief Burrito Podcast. Fuck. No, <laughs> I don't know. I'd you guys are leaving the town hall, the streets are, I mean, there's definitely some foot traffic going on, but they're not very busy at this point. Most of the commotions died down, and anyone who would have been around City Hall is now inside the building. Do you have a moment on the steps to talk amongst yourselves and put out the game plan? All right, uh, is any of you uh, a good tracker or anything like that? Do you need somebody to set traps? Is is that what you're asking me? <clears throat> no, well, I just, uh, you know, there might be some some lurking enemies, you know, like uh, down, down hiding in there, man. And I just figure maybe somebody, if they can read the tracks on the ground and, uh, you know. So not tracking in the water. No, I just kind of know. I mean, like, they might be in the water. I don't know. Just kind of, like, figure out where, where we need to be going. You know, and, I, uh, and, only uh, a general I, area. As, as Jeff is mumbling on, Thomas looks up in the sky and sees that there's this billowing column of black smoke that kind of is slowly fading from this area. Well, south. Uh, I don't mean to take the position of tracker, but if you all look up, you're going to notice a lot of uh, smoke dissipating southward. Hey, man, that's, uh, that's a very good observation. Why don't we, uh, why don't we head that way? I think that, w- uh, that, w- that would be a good idea. I was under the impression that the fell worms were coming to us rather than us having to pursue them. Where's the fun in that? Let's go meet them head on. Fair enough. The party walks down the steps from uh, this town hall and are making their way uh, down the road when somebody runs up to Jeff and grabs him. Hey, hey, Jeff! Uh, uh, hey, hey, what's going on? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Jeff, uh, you know, you remember me, right, Timmy? Oh, yeah, Timmy, of course. Yeah, I remember Timmy, yeah. So, uh, um, I heard you guys are going out to fight these, these suspected dragons or some shit. Oh, yeah, we're gonna go, uh, we're gonna have a look around, see yeah, what we yeah. can find, yeah. You, you need any gear? I just uh, got a shipment in if you, if you need anything. Yeah, you know, what, uh, what, what you got? Oh, what don't I got? What about, what about you fellas? You, y'all, y'all need anything? 
I'm topped up on gear at the moment. Uh, suppose it can't hurt to have a look. Well, if you got anything in mind, uh, just uh, go down. Just uh, to the end of the street, there's an alley on the left. Okay. Alright, well, uh, I think my, uh, my, uh, compatriots, uh, they seem like they, they're all well and good armored up, so I yeah, think... Yeah, alright, Jeff, alright. I think maybe we're good, but you know, uh, Timmy, we'll, uh, we'll be sure to stop in if we need anything. Yeah, don't forget, it's Tim. <laughs> uh, yeah, alright. <laughs> no, 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 you don't understand. My cousin's Timmy. I don't want you to think I'm Timmy. <laughs> But, but, but didn't you just say you Don't slander my name with the EY, man. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be timey? I, I was, I was doing it kind of with an MY, but that, that's alright. I understand, Tim. Uh, uh alright. Good, good day to you. Yeah, yeah, have a good day, Jeff. I'm, I'm, go get them dragons. Yeah, yep. So who was the beatnik, beatnik? Yeah, who was that little guy? Oh, Tim, yeah, he, uh, he runs the general store up, uh, around the way. See, he's, uh, he's kind of hard-pressed for business, because he, uh, he decided to build his general store off the main strip, and it's kind of, it's kind of hidden back in there, and so most people don't even know it's back there. So, you know, not a, not a very great, uh, business decision, if you know what I mean, but, uh, he, he's doing his hardest, and, you know, I really try to support the local businesses. So... He doesn't sell a lot of goods. Does he have a lot of goods for sale? Oh, yeah, he's got all kinds of stuff. That's kind of the problem, you know, he's... Uh, good to know, good to know. He's going to jot that down. A lot of inventory, not a lot of sales, you I'll, know. It's uh, <clears throat> not I'll, great for him. I'll, uh, I'll peruse his shop later. Yeah, you know, I'm sure he could use the business. Yeah, business. Our fork and patriots make their way southward out of Tilios. Are you guys gonna jump on the, the Tilios River and take that? Or are you guys just gonna high track it? Or what do you guys think? I don't know if they're a boat. I say, is there a... I don't give a fuck if they're boats. I'll just dock swim. or something where we can rent a boat? Or a ferry? Yeah, that yep. too. Well, I mean, get her done. You guys, are gonna go, you guys are gonna go look for a boat or something? Let's get her boat. Yeah. Alright. You guys make your way towards the docks where you see a, a halfling, rather stout looking guy, missing his, his left leg at the knee, got a nice peg, and uh, he appears to know the waters quite well. Ahoy! Ahoy there! How does it fare today? Oh, the waters be gentle. My sissy companions are looking for a boat. Oh, a boat! Well, I got plenty of them. Well, talk to them about it. I don't really care. Oh, what you looking for? I can get you anything from 190 to 250. <laughs> this is a pirate used car salesman. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, what's going on? Oh, hey, um, I know you. You're, uh, what's the name, um? Uh, Jeff. Jeff! Ah, how's it doing, boy? Oh, I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're, see, li- listen, we're uh, we're going down the river to investigate them, their disturbances with the explosion and whatnot. Of course. And uh, I guess I suppose maybe it'd be best if we could rent one of your here bolts and uh, use that to get down the river. Well, 
Ah, business has been pretty heavy today because, you know, people going up and down the river because St. Sinus. Oh, uh, sure, but, sure. Uh, I, I got this, this, this right here. He gestures to a, a smaller boat. It's your equivalent of a slightly bigger canoe. Oh, okay, uh, that, that's all you got for us? Oh, I could ferry you up the river if you need, but, uh, yeah, that, that's about it for right now. The others are out on, on rental right now. Then what's your range from 190 to 250? You here tugboats with me, son? <laughs> well, it looks like your one option is a slightly larger canoe. I was just wondering what the 190 to 250 was. Uh, don't you question me, boy. I'm, I'm clearly questioning your business, though. today, walking in. Hey, where are you even from, boy? I'm from out of town. Yeah, that's right. That's why I thought you out of town. You get out of this town. Without further ado, but first I need to know which boat will get me south fastest. Well, I got this boat right here, and then, uh, well, if you, if you boys got the cash, you can always take my boat. Personal beauty out. And where is that at? Out back? In an undisclosed location at this time. Well, I certainly wouldn't tell the local police or anything. Oh, no, no. Don't you worry about the legality of my ship. <laughs> I'm just wondering if you all got the coins for it. Hey, hey listen. Uh, I didn't catch your name, I, I think. My name? My name? You don't, you don't remember me? Everybody knows me. Come on, look at this face. Uh, do I recognize him? <laughs> You've definitely seen him around. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not in the best contact. You remember me? Sargy? Sir, uh, Sarge. Oh, sir, we... Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember, uh, karaoke, uh, three weeks ago. You and I, we did that duet, uh, Smoke on the Water. Smoke on the Water. I thought it was called Smoking on the Water. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, it was, it was good times, man, I, uh, I, uh, but be honest, I don't really remember the last couple hours of that night. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Now look, Jeff, I know that you do well for yourself. Tell me, what could you do for me if I get you this ship? I mean, you know, I don't really got a whole lot in the way of money, but uh, I could be sure you were included in the names of those that uh, were involved in the apprehension of these here felons blowing things up down the river. Hmm. Sounds lucrative. But how do I know that I'm actually going to get anything from it? I mean, you know, we could... uh could always uh, change your sign up here over the business and add a little tag up on the bottom be like, the boats that save the town. The savior boats. I like that. Savior boats? That's got a good I ring like to it, doesn't that. it? Yeah. Well, I think you did not convince me. I I I'll let you use my, my baby. He walks down the steps that lead right to the dock, and you actually see him... Reach into thin air and it looks like he grabs something and gives it a big whip. And suddenly this invisible cloth that was covering his ship is torn off. And in front of you is this nice polished speedboat of sense. Runs on a, on a straight magic engine. 
No, you don't ask about the logistics of it. <laughs> just know that it's fast, and it gets where it needs to go. Just, it's a straight third-level engine. So how fast does this thing go? Oh, uh, I mean, I've never clocked her out, but I've never found a faster ship in the whole Santa River Valley. Alright. Well, hey, we're, we're real appreciative to you, uh... Like I said, you know, I'm, I'll uh, I'll make sure everybody knows that you uh, you were the one that done helped us out. Oh, I'm gonna do more than just that. I'm driving you. You ain't gonna get you ain't getting behind the wheel of this baby. That's probably fair. Most of us <coughs> were in the tavern not more than an hour ago, so it's probably probably a good idea. Oh, of course. <laughs> I mean, I was at the pub about thirty minutes ago, but all right, boys, everybody get on in. Hey, you two. Uh, on time from the docks. All right. Thomas is just going to take his great axe and cut the rope. <laughs> that did done it. It's a little rude, but... We're okay. free. And uh, he, he starts taking you down the river. Yeah. So how fast is the boat going? Going fast. <laughs> how fast? Numerically, Mr. DM. It's going 135 miles are we, an hour. Are we like, we going like mosquito bug fast, like skipping on top of the water, like... Bing, 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 bing. You're going like 60 feet per second. Damn! Die off. 60 feet per second is... Good God. <laughs> we're, we're, we're moving, Are we man. even touching the water at this point? <laughs> I can move. Damn, we're moving. I I can move 30 feet every, I don't know, how long is a turning time at six seconds? 30 feet every hour? Yeah, we know, RJ. Not anything right now. So we get there fairly quick then, I assume. Yeah, within about an hour or so, you guys are... We're going far. far. You guys are are coming up on the smoke, and as you guys get closer, Sergi pulls off to the side of the river and says, Well, I don't know how long y'all gonna be. Uh, I guess I'll just anchor down right here, crack open a cold one, and uh, wait for you boys. That's much appreciated. All right, now get on over there. Enjoy the rest of your day. This is the fastest boat I've ever been on. How did you manage that? Oh, well, I knew this guy a while ago. Uh, I can't tell you much. Just, just, uh, greatest craftsman I ever knew. Hey, uh, Sergeant, you got any of those cold ones you want to share? Uh, not now. We got to get moving. When we get back, Hold Jeff. on, there's always time for a drink. Sorry, you grabs two beers and throws them up in the air towards you guys. I catch it. I catch mine. Do you? Leon would like <laughs> to make an ac- dexterity. Leon would like to see if he can intercept right. acrobat. <laughs> Tom. Acrobat. Acrobat. Uh, I'd like to roll for that? initiative, and I would like to try to shoot one of the cans of beer. If you're rolling for initiative, you're not gonna. Dexterity. Yeah. Oh, you people are fucking Wait. screwed. Dex- it's 18. It's just great effects, right? Yeah. Whoa. No, you're acrobatic. Oh, my acrobatics? Yeah. Oh, God. That's a 26. Well, I think that's someone beat my 10. <laughs> um, this little three-foot halfling. Jeff puts out his hand and easily snatches the beer out of the air. However, the beer that's coming towards Thomas, suddenly Leon jumps from his feet, does a somersault in midair, <laughs> Grabs the beer, cracks it open, and as he lands, takes a sip of it. 
I would like to uh, hit him with a hand axe. Okay. Oh, we're on this again. Blunt attack or straight attack? Straight attack. Do it. That's a 13 versus AC. That ain't gonna cut it. As Leon is drinking this beer, Thomas grabs his hand axe from his belt and goes to come down on Leon, but he very, very calmly just moves to the side as this axe whizzes right past him. And he keeps on drinking. Just know you've stolen my drink. And therefore, you will die. Challenge accepted. As you guys get off the boat and are making your way towards the smoke, it's very tall grass. Even the six-foot Thomas can only barely see over the grass on his tippy toes. So this is some nice thick vegetation, but you guys are able to push through it or hack through it rather easily. In the middle of this giant field of grass, you find yourself at a pile of stone. These stones are broken up, but it doesn't appear as though necessarily they were put there, but rather formed there. And in the middle, on top of this pile of stones, there's a big hole, probably about two or three feet so in diameter, that is blasted out of it. And uh, there's smoke very, very slowly just billowing from this hole. Leon would like to do a perception check. Okay. That is a 15. Uh, Leon observed the scene and can tell that whatever blew this open, it definitely was blown from the inside and was not broken down into this. And he also observes that this hole goes quite a bit down. He can't quite see uh, where it goes to, but it looks as though it's a tunnel. Well, boys, it's deep, and whatever blasted it came from inside. You guys want to go in the hole? Hell yeah, I want to go in the hole. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously. Yeah, I, uh... I think we ought to check it out. Apparently Thomas is trying to push Leon in the hole. Okay. Is that a strength check? Strength check versus AC. 18 versus AC. Leon is shoved in the hole. Uh, As they are looking over this hole, Thomas very casually just puts his hand on Leon's shoulder and gives him a strong push forward. Leon has no way to stop it as he's thrown forward and falls through this hole. Uh, Acrobatic check for me. I just rolled a crit fail, but halflings, when they roll a one, can re-roll any crit fail. And You're then have to use the new one. Me, nope. Really? They only get to do it once, though. And my new roll, that's an 18. Leon is able to, as he's falling, the walls slowly are curving in a little bit. Um, he manages to pull some monk parkour and bounces off the wall with his foot and then pushes away with his arms and kind of Slows his fall down a little bit, uh, but you still take two points of damage as you smack this ground rather hard. Alright, let's see. Slow fall. At level four, you can use your reaction when you fall to reduce any falling damage you take by an amount equal to five times your monk level. That's a total of 25 I can reduce it by. Okay. So I take no damage whatsoever. Okay. Is he dead yet? That was awesome! 
should try it. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. How are the other three of you going to get down? Oh, well, I might as well. And then I just take a couple steps and I just drop. Yeah. <laughs> Want me to do an acrobatics check? Uh, yeah. That's 15. Alabaster also is able to do a, a rather good job at slowing his fall as he's falling down this pit, and you take three points of damage. How far down did you all fall? Beats me, I was just enjoying the ride! So there's, like, rocks around the hole, correct? Correct. Okay, um... Can I do a perception check at the bottom of the pit? Are there any rocks that are of a, a good size that I could, like, maybe tie a rope around them to lower myself down? Most definitely. Okay. Uh, so I'd like to do that, then. I'd like to tie a rope around, like, a rock and then lower myself down with the rope. Okay. So Jeff takes a bunch of rope out of his pack and ties it around this rock and slowly starts to descend into the pit. Uh, could you roll a survival check for me? That is a 23. Jeff did a phenomenal job at tying this rope off and has no problem easily repelling down the hole and puts his feet on solid ground without a problem. He has not tying skills of a Boy Scout. Yeah, a Eagle Scout. And finally, how is Thomas going to get down? The rope is still there, yeah. Yeah. That Jeff had there. He'll use that. Okay. Uh, roll a strength check. Critical fail. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas starts to make his way down through this hole, but he's a he's a pretty big guy, and um, as he's starting to push his way through the hole, uh, his hand slips off, and he's now hanging onto the rope with one hand and. His grip loosens up, and he loses it and falls down the pit. Now make a uh, acrobatic check for me. Fifteen. Although losing his grip and falling down this pit, Connus is able to do a bit at slowing his fall, and he's going to take three points of damage as he crashes into the ground. On top of Leon, right? Uh, I think that he's moved out of the way at this point. Fucker. <laughs> that was hilarious. I'm still gonna kill you. Alabaster, roll a protection check. That's a uh, 17. As Alabaster looks around, he notices that there's a tunnel going only one direction uh, in front of you. Upon looking out the tunnel, it appears as though it opens into a larger cavern, and the cavern seems as though it's like a quarter of a sphere that's kind of oblong, and um, the walls definitely look to be made of a an odd material. Are there any vessels in the room, like anything that you would store anything in? Yeah. I don't know, like if you had spare rupees, is there a pot around to leave them in? <laughs> this cavern in front of you, it looks as though people may have been there, but it doesn't look as though someone has left anything behind. Any, uh... Additional entrances or exits? Not for... Uh, this tunnel goes directly into this other room. You don't see an apparent exit from your current position. Then I just walk forward towards the room. Okay. 
Is anyone going to follow Alabaster? Uh, yeah, Jeff is following oh, him. Leon, too. I just assumed it was implied. Okay. Well, I gotta pick myself up off the ground, but then, yeah. So, as Thomas picks himself up off the ground, uh, the four of you make your way into this cavern. Upon further investigation, you can tell that this cavern appears to be the inside of a dragon's lung. It seems as though you are seeing the rib cage of a dragon coming up uh, on the side of the wall, and that is what's giving its shape. And it appears as though you may have been coming from the head or neck region of the dragon in the pack. Oh, I'm digging this place. You guys notice that off to the left of this room, there's a crack in the wall, and it looks as though this crack's Kind of, uh, if you shimmy through, you can get to another passage. Follow me, boys. And Leon starts shimmying his way into the crack. Uh, looks a little uh, confined in there. That looks, I don't know if I'm going to fit in that. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? It's nice and wide. Have you seen me? I am literally a hulking mass. Hey, look, crack on the wall. We better uh, get that off the streets. <laughs> You're the saddest man I've ever met. I like you. Nah, I'm just, I'm just messing, y'all. Let's, uh, let, let's go on and let's push on in and see what's going on in here. Leon leads the way through this crack, followed by Jeff, and then Alabaster, and then Thomas. Thomas has by far the hardest time getting through this crack. Yep. But, um, is, is able to squeeze his way through. This passage is very dark and it appears to be very long. As you move down this tunnel, you start to hear a noise behind you, and then a, a noise in front of you, and suddenly, you guys realize that there is small figures both in front of you and behind you in this tunnel, and you can hear the breathing of other beings in this tunnel. I'm going to pull out my great axe. I'm going to pull out my short sword. Oh, uh, hey, hey, y'all, we didn't, uh... Listen, we didn't mean to, uh, intrude, I guess, uh, we, uh, can you just, uh, do, were you, do you guys know anything about the explosions going on up there? They know about the explosions. What do you mean they know about the explosions? Didn't you just hear him? He said he knew something about the explosions. Yeah, li- listen, we just, we heard the explosions and we saw the smoke. We just, uh, we ain't looking for no trouble, see, we just, uh, we just want to know what's going on. I don't think we should tell them what's going on. Why shouldn't we tell them what's going on? They're here to help, aren't they? Yeah, but we don't know if they if they're, have the right cause or not. Uh, uh, uh the, the right... Listen, I, I don't know about the right cause. I'm just, uh... I'm just here to protect my, my town, and, uh... You know, I, I don't know anything about... Anything else about that, but, uh... uh, uh um, I, I just, uh... uh if, you, uh, if y'all could kindly just tell me what's going on, I... I I'm just here to help. Suddenly, a small lantern is lit, and in front of you are two deep gnomes who are talking, and they say, Eh, follow us. Yeah, our, I mean, you're not leading us to our to our doom or demise or anything like that, are you? No, just come on. Uh, 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 all right, y'all, I think, uh, I think we should trust them. Let's get moving. And with that, our four compatriots are guided down this tunnel by 
a small company of deep gnomes as they slowly move their way down into the ground. And we'll pick up with this next week.